what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that's glad the refs are letting the boys play. It's uh, It was a little bit of a back and forth from the beginning of the year to the middle and to the end and finally the playoffs, but uh, I think we're finally getting back into the let the fouls just play it out. Maybe. We don't necessarily yeah. need to call every two seconds. Yeah, Contact they- is appreciated. Right. Guys, especially like Jimmy Butler, but uh, also for the watchers of, of the yeah. playoffs. I mean, it's not it's not like the eighties and nineties by any means. Well, okay, and, and, and it, I feel like it is, it is it is regressing. Back in my day, it is regressing to. I think we see this a little more often in the playoffs. You know, things kind of you know they let a, let, let it ride, especially at the end of games, and we've had some close games so far in the playoffs. Bobon um, ready to throw his massive hands, right? And this uh, these. The semifinals of each conference, no exception. Definitely had some close games. So I think uh, the plan was to start with the Warriors and Grizzlies matchup that ended in six games. Yeah, a little, little bit of a wrap. Uh, honestly, these these first couple of games here that ended in six, I'm a little bit let down. Honestly, the, the lead-up to these games... Well, you're always let down if there's not a Game 7, right? No, Unless you're the even, fan of a team and the they... Game 7s yeah. were a little bit of a letdown. I was super pumped yeah, I would for each of those matchups, which kind of ended up being Duds. somewhat... You know what? It, it kind and of... they each had their own... I'll say one had its own reasons a little bit more justifiable than the other. Yeah, we'll get it's weird bit, because but... I feel like a lot of these series have had a bit of both. Yeah. Like, we had... If you look at um, the one game Memphis Golden State had game five or game four, five was a three point win by the Warriors. Yeah. And then the next game was like a 40 point win by Memphis. And I feel like each series, at least in the semifinals, have had those games where a couple of them have been close. But there's also been, I guess you could say, outliers where one team is just straight up blown the other team off the court and it's been like what the hell did we just watch put a lot of swing in here yeah and i don't know if and we've had it you know a lot of it has a lot home court advantage i think has actually been really big in this series i think we've seen a lot i mean you look at that when we'll get to the suns and dallas matchup but with the game seven every home game was won and every home game was won kind of significantly and then a lot of games were close yeah the last game wasn't it? As, as I said, until Game Seven. Ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, and then the Warriors and Memphis, with the exception of, well, actually no, Memphis was the two seed, and you know it just it seemed like home court advantage actually played a factor in, in the beginning. I'll give you that. Yeah, and, and I it, think as the like that's where the blowouts out, happened. Yeah, as the series evened out, let's start with you know Golden State versus Memphis, and that was one that. Warriors honestly, Warriors one and six. In the, case anyone uh, hasn't six, watched the uh, the. I'm glad that they were able to push it to six. I think everybody was because I think the NBA was. They were able to get an extra game out of that. John Morant um, was hurt, unfortunately, for that's, that's games four, and four, five, and six, or just, just five and just six? Four, well, t- depending on your – he played in game – uh, four, but got hurt. He was hurt early, early on. He wasn't really yep. explosive. And then, and then didn't play in five, and Memphis was close to pulling that one out. And then games or in no, game four, no. they were they he got hurt in game – in game five, and then lost in game six. So they lost closely yeah, in yep. game four. Yeah, game four, uh, yeah. Which, again, there was that whole little chippy back and forth, broke the rule, this, that, and the other. Um, they were making, you know, because of the Dylan Brooks foul on Gary Payton the second, 
Uh, and, and, you know, whatever. That, 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 I think, was just to get people riled up and kind of get a little bit more juice into it. And the end of the day, Gary Payne's already come out and said, like, nah, man, it was a basketball play. Like, he, there's no hard feelings between them. And yeah. you go back and watch it. Was it aggressive? Yes. yes. But what did, we, what did we want to watch at the beginning of the season? We wanted to watch physical games. We wanted to watch guys playing, less foul called, less ticky-tack, yeah, James Harden, think- Trey Young type bullshit. And, yes, they are going to continue to have that for the rest of this season, maybe into the next. We'll see how it goes. I think what sucks is that, you know – Seeker was like, he, Dylan Brooks broke the code of, of fouling someone when he's in there. I'm like, so you're just not supposed to contest a shot ever? Nope. Like, I no, no, know. you're you're going, to, yes, was it a hard foul? And once someone gets in the air, if the contact's after, especially if it's to the lower body, a lot of times you do get these plays where kind of the player ends up, you know, going head over heels or whatever. And... I get that that's what happened there, but, like, the way State Steve Hero was like, it broke the code. I'm like, it was hard, but, but you know, it's also, it's like, is he not, is he supposed to let him go up? This is the playoffs. You're going to contest every shot. We, what have we seen in the past five years? We have seen a virtual game-winning block by LeBron and a virtually game-winning block by Giannis. What are they supposed to do? Stand there and watch Andre Godala make the layup? Stand there and watch DeAndre and throw down the alley-oop dunk? No. Nope. They're going to contest these things because yep. this is an NBA championship. Yep. Yes, those were in finals games, but you got to get there somehow. You're not yeah. going to get there by letting the other team have free layups. You're only allowed to contest the ball in the air when you're in the finals. That's it. That's yeah. it, Nathan. I think I think it was a little, little over. I mean, yes, it was it was, dramatic, yes, man. yes, it was a hard foul. I don't necessarily take a lot of you know, take a lot of angst with him getting ejected. All right, you, you, you ejected. Guy gets hurt. You got to probably pull him off the court just for uh, stability. Yeah, you don't, but, you don't want um, things get out of hand. Yeah, yeah, and then. But the suspension of the game, I think, is probably, uh, I'll call it a Grayson Allen rule here for now, because he uh, kind of set the standard. This year, yeah. Um, but a couple times. Getting back to the series itself, the defense by the Warriors was really what kind of locked things up down the stretch for them. They really didn't give a shit in Game 5, and I have a feeling that they kind of expected the Grizzlies to roll over without job, but... Uh, they they mailed it in early and, and said, you know, and quickly, you know, let's just take it on our home court. Yeah, no, they, that, that's exactly right. And by the third quarter, uh, not even the end of the third quarter, they already pulled their starters. So, like, let's yeah. rest them for game, yep. game six. Yep. And then you kind of you kind of feel out the waters. If you think it's attainable, then you go get it. And if it's not, then it's not. And you wait till game six. I mean, you do run a risk yeah. of, you know, okay, man, if we lose game six, then we're back here in Memphis for game seven. And, you know, maybe that bit the Warriors in the ass a couple years ago yeah, with Cleveland. But, yeah, with Cleveland. But, you know, it, yeah. So, I think going forward, you know, I you know we'll touch on the Warriors a little later when we discuss their matchup with uh, what do you, what the Mavs of the Grizzlies, but and how they uh, kind of carried themselves throughout this this play. You know, not I not too bad for a young, a relatively young team, with the exception of like Stephen Adams. You know, a lot of that rotation is still very young. And and, 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 and experience, yeah, but he hasn't been on like playoff teams, so he doesn't have that kind of experience. It was a very in- playoff inexperienced team, with the exception of Stephen Adams, and I thought they did pretty well going up against a Warriors team that probably that not even probably that has the most experience <laughs> of any, with the exception of maybe 
yeah, I can't even say the Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry's been there. Jimmy Butler's been there. But the rest of that roster is relatively yeah, yeah. young. But they have been to a finals. So I would say, with the exception of maybe the Miami Heat, the, Warrior, the Warriors are the clear and obvious most experienced playoff team there. So I thought I thought Memphis handled themselves really well. I think if Judd doesn't get hurt, who knows? I think Andre Iguodala himself, the guy who rode the bench, has the most experience of anybody That's on true. the uh, of anybody on the uh, That's true. Of, well, in, in the playoffs. Steve Adams, I guess. Steve Adams, uh, Kyle Lowry's got a lot of playoff experience. I'm just too. saying, just on the Grizzlies. So. Oh, um, yeah. But no, I, I give credit to uh, to the Grizzlies for for putting up a great series and even going through the first round and making it fun. Yeah. Um, but the issue I had, well, not issue, only issue. One of the biggest issues I had was with Dylan Brooks, and not for any of the foul stuff that he, he did, but the shot I'm selection. Sure I was gonna say you, it gets harped on a you lot. You hate, yeah, it gets harped on by you a lot. I feel like anytime we bring up the Memphis Grizzlies, it's like, oh well, but like Brooks he's playing like or he's shot selection. I, I get it, and he isn't, and he isn't, and you'd rather see Desmond Bain be taking those shots because Desmond Bain's a better shooter. I get Desmond that. Desmond Bain, filter it down. Honestly, they know you're gonna shoot, and honestly, what I want to see is him to evolve a little bit to the point where like everyone knows you're gonna shoot the ball. Pump fake, dump it off, and just kind of have a little bit more to it. But he's always taking that shot, which uh, you know, New better Brooks or, worse. or yeah, Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks, better, better or worse. Sometimes he hits, sometimes he doesn't. But I just think that he could have been more of a leader in this scenario and, and kind of taken his taken the team that he wanted to be his team to the next level without Jaw. Um, but if they're able to kind of tighten things up next year, do a few moves, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching group yep. basketball in, in the future. I agree. I agree. They're, they're set up pretty well. Jaws already said he doesn't want to play anywhere else but Memphis, which, yeah, he's just said that. But you know Memphis is going to throw the bag at him. So it, Gosh, it is yeah. nice to see that if you're Memphis and you're Memphis fans, I see that your, your borderline superstar is – wants to stay, and they've got a lot of young pieces. They draft really well. I think they're building a really good core talent the hard way. Let's be honest. It's the hard way in the NBA nowadays. <laughs> Not for them, man. They're, they're that's true. Easy, that's dude. true. They'll pull anywhere. But yet, like, give us a draft pick. You, we'll do something yeah, yeah, you ask any Sixers fan, and they'll tell you it's been hard. <laughs> well, Speaking so, of the Sixers. Oh, boy. Man, what, a, what yeah. an off-the-bat off transition right there. Sixers downed in six so, to again, the Miami let, Heat. Let me ask you this here real quick. Same situation. Sixers lose in six games to the Miami Heat, as you said. So same number of games. But just the difference in feelings from losing, from, from being Memphis to being the 76ers organization, two completely yes. different vibes coming into the offseason. I, I, I think you had a team who's like Memphis, all right, we're on the rise. We're young. We weren't necessarily expected to be there versus Philadelphia. Like, shit, when we traded for James Harden, that was supposed to be it. We were supposed to be in the finals. We were supposed to win the finals. Like, that was supposed to be our year. And now you go into the offseason looking at, like, what the hell just happened? We just saw James Harden, who looked 10 years older than he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they saw a lot of growth out of Tyreek's Maxi in the playoffs, which I think helps. Um, and Shake beat, doing his best. But it's like, you know, and, and then Danny Green had that awful knee ah. injury in Game 6. And, you know, God knows how long he, he's going to take to be back. I would assume we're not going to see him until the playoffs next year. Let's be honest, because he that. tore his ACL and his LCL. Essentially, that's a Kawhi Leonard injury. Yeah, right so... And he's old, so that doesn't help it. And so, he's on a non-guaranteed contract that's yeah. only going to wave of $10 million I mean, this season. 
if if you're Philly, you're you're really looking at like what just happened. Like you're almost in disbelief. Like they, they, the Heat are a good team. Don't get me wrong. But the, and I'm gonna we'll talk the same about this when we talk about the Celtics versus Heat that matchup. But it's this the talent on the Sixers star talent was is better than what's on the Heat. But the Heat just out. Played again. Outplayed, the Heat. The Heat are starting. Survivor. The Heat are starting two undrafted guards right now, <laughs> and they're in the freaking conference finals. It's like I, if you're a Philly fan, you're like, this is not supposed to be how this happened. What happened? I mean, you hate to put it all in James Harden, but I think people were thinking, "Why right, we got James Harden?" And they were thinking, "Man, we take." MVP candidate Embiid, and we take Houston James Harden. That's what people were thinking. So what happened to Brooklyn James Harden? Did everyone forget about Brooklyn? Like, that's where he was traded from to the 76ers. Did we all just forget that he wasn't Houston James Harden in, in I, I think I think people just got so blind by the aspect of Ben Simmons, just everything with Ben Simmons, not wanting to play, trying to move him. I think everyone just got so blinded by let's just try like, to get this, this guy, guy let this yeah get this guy out of here. That you know, and there's there was so much turmoil around the Nets really this year with the whole Kyrie situation that I think people just like kind of got it lost in trans- translation that you know eh, maybe James Harden really is a little older. <laughs> side tangent, side tangent. Okay, for for. Uh... For something to look back on in however many podcasts later. Um, who won this trade? 76ers or Brooklyn Nets? Oh, God. When it first happened, I think a lot of people thought Nets. I, I have, I know, I don't want to, like, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I feel like I said, you know, frankly, it might be a, a good for both teams. And I think the jury's still out. Initial. All impact right. is like, well, wow, the Sixers just lost that because they were. This was supposed to put them over the edge. I don't know. Maybe James Harden gets back in shape and they win, win it all next year. Who knows? Then it's then it'd be considered a good trade. Right now, I think if you're Philly, you feel like it's a loss. You lost the trade because you aren't in the finals. And then on the Nets end, you're like, well, yeah, we lost, but also like we traded away a player and we Ben Simmons didn't play, so the star piece that we got back in that trade didn't even play. I think the Nets are thinking about their playoff exits unrelated to Ben Simmons, more related to the Kyrie and the Kevin Durant and the makeup of the rest of the roster, not the fact that Ben Simmons didn't play. So I think initially your initial impact is that the Sixers are going to feel like they lost the trade because they didn't live up to all the hype around the trade when it initially happened. Because I think they were supposed to be like, I don't know if they were conference favorites, but they certainly were up there. As soon as they made the James Harden trade, I'm gonna say the Nets won this at this time by a mile. Now, granted, the Nets were ousted in the first round of the playoffs here, swept even, uh, but that's with the star player of Ben Simmons, quote unquote star, um, not playing at all. Uh, he's now going through back surgery in the off season, which lends me to have so many other questions about the reporting on this. To the which I don't even care. I don't when care. did he have his back injury? That's my first question. I think he always had a bad back. Who knows? Or maybe he's having some orthoscopic surgery, which is technically a back surgery, which you're now at a point where... It, it, is it like, is it like Tommy is, John in baseball where people have this surgery because they don't need it, but because statistics have shown that 
pitchers throw faster after Tommy John surgery. There was a big, when we were in high school, a big thing about about high school pitchers having Tommy John surgery in high school for no reason, just so they could pitch faster. But not even for the Ben Simmons aspect of this trade, they also got assets in Seth Curry, and I'll say it, asset Andre Drummond, I guess. He's a trade piece, whatever you want to call it. It's fine. But they also got two picks. Yeah. You got two picks out of this. Yeah. And now the 76ers are in deep shit. Whereas, is James Harden going to pick up his player option of $47 fucking million next year? Or are they going to offer him the max extension for five years where he's paying, getting paid $60 million by the end of it? By the yeah. end of it. Yeah, what, just, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, I mean, if I'm a 76ers fan, I was like, wow, we uh, we shot for the moon and... We 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 get, we, we get Mercury. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It, it looks very hazy. Again, if they win the championship next year, it remedies a lot. Not all of it, but it remedy winning remedies a lot. You That's know, Toronto. Really Toronto it. was like really like well, we just yeah, you got Kawhi Leonard, but everyone's pretty much assumed he's only here one year. And we got rid of Demar Derozan, and he was <laughs> the spirit and the soul of this town and this city. Hey, you want to ship? But you think Toronto cares that Demar Derozan's lighting it up in Chicago? Hell no, they got Dude. a championship out of it, and they've got a younger building roster that might look like it could be something in a couple years. That's the winning lottery ticket, and everybody else is trying to freaking buy one. They're mm-hmm. like, let me just. Play another the round. Lakers have been trying two years now, and it hasn't worked. It's, I mean, if I'm the 76ers, I am in much worse shape than the Nets. Even if, even if Ben Simmons doesn't play another game of basketball in his entire life, they he still won this it, trade. True, because they, they aren't taking the dead cap hit. That. that two players that they could do whatever they want with, who are actually quality role players, and two picks that could be whatever. I'm just baffled. Baffled. I mean, the Nets yeah. pulled off a great trade. Uh, the 76ers got who they wanted. Daryl Morey, I swear, if I hear another positive, like, you got who he wanted. You got who he wanted. Yeah, he had to spend the entire fucking bank to yeah, get it. Yeah, All right. Uh, uh, d- tangent over. Tangent over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to the playoffs. Uh, and James Harden not taking more than three shots. Yeah. In the final Sixers just they underperformed oh, and they oh, and I think I mentioned this when right before this playoff and going to the playoff started their depth the lack of depth I know you're you know you shorten the rotation <laughs> I know you shorten the rotation but it just it I, it really hurt them because when Harden wasn't scoring well and you know you had Embiid and Maxi and yeah sure Tobias Harris threw in a not little bit here did, and not, there not even Embiid but like, though they had yeah a, it was a, a three. A, a two-fifths of, of a full player on that. Like, he was broken face, yeah. broken thumb, yeah. concussed, and I'm no Embiid apologist over here, but I got to imagine, man, like, you get a broken fucking face, that alone has to take you out of it. But you have all these other things on top of it, plus yeah. trying to carry. They won two damn games. Yeah, I still can't believe they won two damn games. I mean, James Harden for about a quarter looked like vintage James Harden. Maybe but even Joel came out after. He, yeah, Joel kind of called him out. A he's little like, bit. I mean, he's not the same. He's not Houston yeah. James Harden anymore, man. Like, you got to stop 
He, he, he's got to find a way to adapt his game. That's for sure. I, I love that or go find the fountain of youth. And then he's going to have to tell Chris Paul where he found it because we'll get to that series. But man, I, there's not See, a lot of things I enjoy about it. Well, there are Joel Embiid is great for a lot of reasons. The thing I think I like the most about him is at the end of the season, when he is, it's over. They've lost. He just has like this whole, Truth serum, CIA's come in and like just <laughs> he has no hold bar. Here's how I feel, man. This is what what it is, and he doesn't hold back. He doesn't care about anybody else's feelings or the implication. Aaron out thirty one, you know. I th- and I think he can because he's the he's the younger star in Philly. He is. He's the chosen one. He is. He's the process, man. He is. It, it was said he would destroy the Sith, not join them. <laughs> but he just literally. I mean. Doc Rivers, can we trust him? Can he be trusted? <laughs> Is he going to be a 76ers coach next year? I mean, it's already come out saying he's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I think so. They, they're, they're, they're too much in deep with this to not try to run it back. I think they, obviously they're going to have some. Let it ride. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna trailblaze. This is it's the trailblazer special. They're gonna let it ride here for probably a little too long, and it's not gonna work. And then you're gonna be left with. What the trail? What the trailblazers look like? How do they do? Dame for Harden. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get on this hype train before the ringer gets there. Dame for Harden. (laughs) All right, I gotta ask. What? We're gonna talk about Miami in in a preview game here, but we gotta give them some flowers here because we, much like the entire season and the entire mainstream media, have kind of forgotten about the number one seed team. Uh, it's because they're not as flashy as everybody else. That's Fla- that's why. It's because they're starting two undrafted free agents, and Duncan Robinson was undrafted, and you've got like huh? Udonis Haslam is still on the roster. It's like it's because it's not the. You mean Kyle Lowry doesn't do it for you? I thought you were no, Kyle God, Lowry no. It, it's not the the glitz and glam of the LeBron Wade Bosch Heat. It's it's like a bulldog. It, heat team. Yeah. It, this isn't the heat culture. Is this I, what this I, yeah. is? I don't the know. Bio? I don't know what you're like. Like pam- Okay, it's not the pampered poodle, if you will. That okay. was the LeBron era. And I'm just trying to think of like <laughs> a high refined. end, yeah, refined, you know, dog. And then no, what? and then this is this is the this is the bulldog. Yeah, the mutt, the pit bull. That's what that's what the heat the are. Junkyard dog. Yes, exactly. And the PJ Tucker special. Over exactly here. right. And it's working. It's working. Yeah, it is, it is. It's it's something that, all right, especially going up against, I can't believe I'm saying this, the uh, comparatively, let's just say the comparatively, the Miami Heat to Philadelphia 76ers. And if we had any followers here that uh, that, that are big Sixers fans, you're, uh, you're not going to like this next, next bit. Y'all are about as bad as the Los Angeles Lakers. You guys the Sixers are, are so freaking spoiled with your oh man just the entire oh you come to the philadelphia we're gonna give it to you we're never gonna let you forget it if you're sucking we're gonna let you know yeah it's well, a brutal sports town yeah it's just a toxic toxic place miami is who you want to aspire to be that's where you create a culture mm-hmm. if your guys are down you don't spit on them you pick them up um, but hey, you know what am I? I'm just some some lowly cat. Right, right. Um, hey, we might have a brighter future than the Philadelphia Seventy so. Sixers, though. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But it's going to be a tough off season for the for them. We'll see how they come yeah. back. 
Alright, uh, I'm gonna say let's go let's move let's move let's keep it in the east, Celtics Bucks. Do you need do you need a moment, man? No, I'm. I'm this. this okay? All right, I'm, then we'll keep this under two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. All right. Oh, so man. we last podcast we recorded right after game one, and the Bucks blew out the Celtics uh, at Boston. Yeah. Right. Thought it was. Uh, I thought yeah. we were done. Yeah, and then you know, and then obviously the Bucks lost in seven because Giannis was able to win three games <laughs> and i think it, i think it just showed the flaws of the bucks the bucks are a really good in transition team because they're so physical and aggressive on the drives but when they lose a guy like chris middleton who's a staple in their pick and roll offense they especially with Giannis court, in the yeah. mid-range and the three-point shooting and just the consistency of chris middleton in the half court it just it exposed the bucks weakness and inability to play in the half court setting and when if you look at the Bucks wins, when the role players shot well, the Bucks won. And the role players have been up and down all season. So really this was this series was probably probably expected yeah. this is how it should have gone without Chris Middleton. But I think just the lack of Chris Middleton and the fact that they really couldn't run a good offensive set in the half court really limited them. I thought their bench players were not great. I think that's something they really have to retool in the offseason. If you're a Bucks fan, I think you're like, okay, this sucks, but we didn't have Middleton, and we still have Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis all under contract through 2024. We've got multiple shots at this, but I do think that they need to retool the bench and the role players because clearly Pat Conton, Grace Allen, I don't mind Bobby Portis as much because I think he's an energy guy, and he gives you just spurts that you can need, but... I, there's, there's, I think that I think they have they have to make some upgrades. They didn't there. even pull. I guess he was unplayable. Serge Ibaka off the. Like, yeah, at all? I don't know what, what was that, that was. I, you know, I think. I don't know, and, 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 and another yeah. Away. They traded Dante Divincenzo away. Yeah, and I think they're probably looking back on that and thinking shit. Why did they do that? Because that there goes a shooter, and you didn't play Serge Ibaka. Also, the Bucks' defense was just. Atrocious from the three point line. Grant Williams, averaging like time? less than three attempts a game, shoots 18 threes in oh. a game seven. Are you kidding me? And it, was, it was so bad. And, I mean, yes, the Bucks weren't making threes, but you just look at the Celtics making three, making 50% of their threes, and well, no wonder why. They're wide freaking open. I, I don't know what it was, you know, but. The, the Bucks need to retool the bench. They need to rethink their half-court offense. And they need to play with some defensive intensity. That was there last season and just wasn't as much in the series. Give me, give me two... Kudos to the Celtics, give me, give me two sheds, two players you shed the offseason, and two players or player likes you'd want to pick up. Oh, God. I think you, you need... I, uh, Robert Covington would be cool. A three and D. I think they they need three and D players. Um, I don't think their wings are dynamic on the defensive end. Grayson Allen, Pat Connington doesn't really do it for me. That's kind of all they really play. George Hill, eh. You like you like Chris Middleton. He's an okay defender, but you really like him on the offensive end. You like Giannis with ways. You obviously like Drew Holiday, especially on the defensive end. I think Bobby Portis is okay. I think you keep him because I think he's a menace. <laughs> to be honest. Well, bro. Unless you can really upgrade, like himself. 
No, but unless I mean maybe you try to go younger there. But I, I think I think I think you could play small ball five with Giannis, but that is that is dependent on you having three and D three and D wings. Yeah. And so I think they need to try to re-upgrade that wing position. So I think you ship out George Hill, Grayson Allen, Pat Connington, and you try to bring in someone else. Yeah. You could throw well, that. I, I didn't hate Wes Matthews. He depleted some good games against Jason Tatum, um, but he's getting older. So, yeah, But they're... the Celtics play well. Jason Tatum played phenomenal throughout this series. Um, you got a lot of old role players. Al Horford going off for like, Darn near forty in that one game was just just seemed Playoff like high, I think. seemed yeah yeah just seemed like classic like yeah sure <laughs> Al Horford he's gonna make six threes like why not yeah, that, that, does, yeah that that kind of felt like that um, and we'll talk about Boston moving forward I still think there are some holes on that roster um, like I thought Derek White was gonna be a big addition and it's like who. I don't even know who they traded to get Derek White for, but honestly, I thought he was going to be a much bigger Josh piece. Richardson. That's right. Okay. Well, Josh Richardson wasn't doing shit before. No. But uh, I not thought just Josh Richardson. I think there was some. Other yeah, but I thought Derek White was going to play a lot bigger role in this Celtics offense, and he clearly hasn't. Because I thought we, you know, I thought ever since you know, we they, the Celtics have been looking for a point guard, really, because they and they, they the past couple years they've been rolling through them. They seem to draft like three each year, and then they just always revert back to Marcus Smart. That's... So and. It's kind of worked. I mean, they're 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 in another conference finals. Defensive player of the year, Marcus. Right. I mean, yeah, that that's helpful, but like, is he not? He's not really the run your offense kind of point guard. No, no, uh, not really the big score first guy either. Um, Or which I guess is what we've always been saying they didn't need. They need the pass first guy, but his ball handling skills aren't really yeah. Otherworldly yeah. either, so no. it's it's an interesting move. That's all. We'll they, say. they got they got uh, through this because Tatum Tatum went off, and let's be honest, Grant Williams now Horford won him a game. I, I and you you could have said I could have seen, obviously Tatum winning a game. I could see Jalen Brown winning a game. I, a I even one. I could consistent. even have seen Marcus Smart winning them a game, but I did not see Al Horford or Grant Williams winning them a game. But they did. The Bucks did either. But they did, and you know that's the Bucks' fault for not fucking guarding the three point line. Yeah, it's their scheme. I mean, even try, guys. Just try. Holes, man. Try. I mean, like, you give them some leeway because they won a championship last year and Chris Middleton was hurt, but, like, come on. Try a little bit here for Anything me, Anything on Giannis' shoulders? Anything? Yes and no. I mean, I still think he takes too many threes for how bad a three-point shooter he is, and that's obviously something he needs to work on. And frankly, that's something you work on in the regular season, not in the playoffs. Also, okay. And I think that was, I think I feel like I said that last year too. Like, why are you taking so many freaking threes? He did make a big but one. My guy, he, he, made, a, he, he made he made, made a he made a big one in Game Six, right? Yeah. yeah, in Game Six. And don't get me wrong, that was big, but. You know, I think sometimes I think, I, I think I, I think there's sometimes he plays. That's right, because they could have won Game Six yeah. to close out the series. I think there's sometimes he tries a little too much, and I've noticed it more when Chris Middleton's out. You know, he wasn't he, he could get called on a lot more charges than he does, and that's it. Coming from Giannis, saying he could get called on a lot more charges than he does, and you just watch it happen. And you're like, that's going to be offensive. That's going to be offensive. I think sometimes maybe it's just the lack of trust, or man, we really don't have Chris Middleton here, so I gotta, you know, I gotta score an extra 15 at least here for us to have a chance. So I think sometimes he forces things a little too much. Um, but how how are you feeling, man? How you doing? You okay? Me? Yeah, I'm good. Be all right. It's all right. It's good. It's good. 
you guys got a chip on you. It'll be all right. Um, flowers to Boston. They uh, excellent, excellent coaching by Ime Doka. I had no idea. Oh, from from the All Star break on. It's been no idea. Because remember, it was it was in like at the beginning of the season. It was like, what the fuck is going on? Like they, I the Celtics were like not drowning, but you know they were floundering. They were go they were going. Oh, was this the right Trying deal? Do we have uh, Brown, Brent, and uh, Jason Denton? Can they work together? Um, no, but uh, yeah, serious, serious props to the Celtics for making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the first time they've done that since uh, 2018 against the. Let's mm, see, because the bubble last year was. Yeah. The, the bubble was the Heat were in the finals, and they beat. The Celtics. I don't know. The Celtics have been in a lot of Eastern Conference Finals. This is Tatum's like fourth Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. They've been in a lot more than you realize. But they just haven't been in the finals because the Heat beat them, the Bucks beat them. Um They have been in been in quite a bit. Was it the uh, the the Bucks beating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Was it really? I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I can barely remember that, but yeah. It feels so long ago. I know, it was. But the last series, Phoenix v. Dallas, another seven-game series. Another blowout. And another, I mean, a blowout. Yeah, game seven, a blowout of, if there ever was a blowout, I think it's like the second largest margin of victory in an NBA playoffs. I mean, they were up by almost 50. 50. Luca, with Luca by himself, 47. had outscored the Phoenix Suns at halftime. They only have, he had as many points, 27. Tw- but a 27-point half out of the Phoenix Suns. Out of the Phoenix Suns. In a series in which the home team ha- had dominated the series. And Phoenix goes into Game 7 on their own building and what drops is- an absolute duck egg. Dude, it was it, I couldn't believe it. The people were guaranteeing Suns victory. The shots that were missing, I swear, you would think that it was something was up with the net, or they had just someone put a little, was, someone put a clear, clear plastic piece of plastic over there was the rim. A DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Aiden dunk that completely just missed. There was a Devin Booker layup, finger roll layup that just missed. There was a Chris Paul from the beginning of the game, up fake, open, wide open, clear as day. Could have sat back down, taken up, uh, read his newspaper, then picked up the ball and shot it. Miss! They just missed open shots. And I think Devin Booker and uh, uh, Chris Paul were combined for like less than less than 10 points. Yeah. It was it, unbelievable. The, it was, I mean, and, and Luca came out. Firing Spencer Din Spencer Dinwiddie thirty point game Jalen Brunson doing his part and I mean like they fucking I kind of I kind of enjoyed it because like people people said (laughs) Devin Devin Booker talks the most trash in the league like you can add people go on JJ Reddick's podcast people go on JJ Reddick's podcast and and people like who who talks the most trash to you and multiple players said it's Devin Booker. Really? Yeah, the dude just talks. And okay. did you see in like game 6 or whatever when he was like lying on the floor and it's like I'm pulling a Luka and then Luka every shot just smiling and laughing in game 7. Honestly, I, I enjoyed watching that because That's it 
it was just so so fun. <laughs> Satisfying to see that. Oh okay, my okay. god! Because I think Devin Booker can be I, a little bit of a fuck be sometimes. Like a Pat Bev type, or maybe even like I could have seen uh, Desmond Bain or John Moran from the shit talking Grizzlies, but no, Devin apparently Booker, it's Devin. Devin. Yeah, but he can walk that walk. He's he can, no, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, he hundred percent can. Not but game it, sevens, but yeah, but you know, uh, I think just it was his first game seven of the playoffs. Uh, it might be. Hasn't been to many, but should uh, should be noted. Honestly, probably the best thing for him, to be honest. A little humble, little that, humble pie. A little bit of little bit of humble pie, but you got the experience. Now you put that on your resume. You're like, all right, took, that's a lump. Yeah. That dude's taking yeah. a lot of lumps. He's probably just... He's, Hell, he was one more bad year away from saying, I went out of Phoenix. Yeah. Imagine, imagine, Paul. yeah, right? I mean, and we... Speaking of Chris Paul, like I mean, he had, he had a bad series, and then Pat Bev came on. Stephen came on with Stephen A. and ripped CP3 a new one, and everyone else was like, CP3's worst numbers are miles better than Pat Bev's best numbers. <laughs> and I think part of it, like Draymond's been kind of stepping into the more broadcasting role at times. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that this season. So I feel like now these shows are just like, let's just have an athlete he's, he's on. He's literally casting. He's literally... Uh, and now Pat uh, Bev comes on and just comes in on and shits on players. Like, I'm not the biggest CP3 fan, but dude, do something with... Like, he's... Okay, he's Pat Bev's good. But do something good with your career before you call out what is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're taking shots at a guy who's I get not Pat a Be- man, but damn near yeah, close. I get Pat Bev is a good defensive player, and I mean... Dirty at times. You being a Russell Westbrook fan, I can appreciate that. But like, Not appreciate dude, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna call out you're gonna call out a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is a bit of a Chris Paul, bit of a grifter. However, a grift is not a dirty play. A grift is yeah. knowing the rules and yes. taking at Exactly. I'm not a big Chris Paul fan because I don't love his style of play sometimes. But like, I don't like Pat Bev's style of play more. And it's like, also, you're just gonna. You know, I mean, I guess you can do whatever the hell you want to gain attention, and you can. Have, that's why so many players have podcasts and whatnot, and they can say whatever the hell they want. Well, we're doing <laughs> right, exactly. We're yeah, we're doing it. We're not making millions of dollars. Well, speak for yourself. Uh, no, uh, and this uh, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right. No, but uh, sponsorships are open. If, uh, yes, out there. Um, yeah, anybody. We are talking a lot about some Phoenix Suns, but we're not really giving a lot of flowers to the winners of the series. Um, or the winner. Again, it, Dallas. It, 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 it's okay. not a flashy, again, it's not a flashy roster, but... Where do they get their, where do they make their money at? I mean, Luka's being great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I think you have to give a lot of props to Jason Kidd. I think they played the Suns well defensively, especially in Game 7. And I think the the role players are just playing very well. I mean, obviously you're not going to get 30 from Dinwiddie each night. Davis Bertans out there? But Maxi Kleba, Davis Bertans, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. I mean, and then I would, I would also include Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, with the... Ex- those guys, those role players, because I would say Luca and Jalen Brunson at this point are the two, yeah. are either one and two on the team. They're playing. They're just playing extremely well right now. And they're making shots. They're yes. making shots. The give give props, like you said, to Jason Kidd for the defensive scheme too, because those guys were swarming the ball, and I feel like they are just taking the series step by step, ramping up their play as it starts yeah. to finish it, because they've never yeah. won. Of this series, this playoff series, the first game, and it's going to be. I mean, they were down 2-0. Exactly, it's going to be one of those things where if you are 
ever going to get complacent with a team like this. They're going to step on your throat and not mm-hmm. let up. Um, yeah, I also think the, the defensive inten- intensity is infectious because I think when you play defense and then it starts like to work, you get hyped up and you get amped up and you try even harder and harder and harder. It's hard to play really, really good defense when the other team is making shots and it's not necessarily working. But when you get a game like game seven, when Memphis is putting all this pressure, or when Dallas is just putting all this pressure on the defensive end and it's working and then like it just snowballs. And all of a sudden the Phoenix Suns probably felt like it, they were like almost suffocating. It's like, man, we can't get a shot off. We can't make a shot. Nothing's going our way. And Lucas sitting there hitting everything and cheesing at us and you know jeering at fans and whatnot in our own building like it they probably felt like they they probably felt like they were the smallest people in that building like they're like there we are all alone on this court i got okay so man i wish we got a we got to get a a phone call into our resident suns fan out here because uh we got a I got some questions for him about how how the, the Suns are going to bounce back from this because they got. I, I mean, the biggest question right now, I guess, is and we we kind of talked with our buddy Sam about this is what are they going to do with DeAndre eight? I know we've talked about the Raptors being a good landing place, but seventeen minutes in Game Seven, that was it. Seventeen minutes. This was a guy who's supposed to take the next step, be a good defensive player, be an option in the post, and and then when asked why he only played seventeen minutes, the coach. Said uh, internal, in, yeah, reasons. internal reasons, which is a very murky answer. That could just be his way of saying, you know, we're keeping that to ourselves. Or is there some? There was talks of somebody sitting courtside. You heard Monty Williams talk to DeAndre, DeAndre, and saying, "You quit on us. You quit on us." That is not. Good. Now, not like this is really in DeAndre Ayton's hands because he's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that any team out there who has the means, you try to sign and trade. I highly recommend picking one up if you can. Um, but make the Suns hurt by making them pay. Put that offer out there, and then they're going to sign and trade him. Yeah. No, they, they don't necessarily have to trade him. Honestly, extend the offer. And then they have to pay. They can choose to pay him or let him walk. Mm-hmm. If they let him walk, they don't have to trade him. I'm sorry, they don't have to sign him. They may offer, say, let's sign and trade. To which I would say that other team should say, no, we're only mm-hmm. taking just DeAndre Ayton. We're not giving up more than DeAndre Ayton and a max contract. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want. If I'm a let's. The Toronto Raptors, for instance. If I'm the Toronto Raptors and for somehow I made the, the max cap space work, I offer that. Now, Phoenix has a chance to match. If they really value DeAndre Ayton, they sign that contract. And yes, mm-hmm. they can trade that contract, but now that's much more difficult contract to trade. Yeah. If they don't sign him, they say, all right, they let him walk for nothing. Even worse, yeah. they have to sign him to that contract. Yeah. Now, DeAndre Ayton, is if the Suns realize that they're like shit, we gotta sign this kind of max contract. They have to pay it. Yeah. So it is literally he's getting a max contract. He's going to get an offer from somebody, and whether or not the Phoenix Suns want to keep him or not is going to be up to Robert yeah. Sarver. Yeah. I guess. I guess the question is: Is so are I mean, there's 30 on other teams. No, 29 other teams in the league. You'd think one of them is going to be making space to to make the max I and give it several. to him. 
So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I think that's that's a you know a big piece surrounding the Suns this off season because I think it does leave a hole yeah. in their offense. And with an eight, Chris Paul is only getting older. Yeah, you, yeah, you're, you're going to see progression in the game of Miles of Mikhail Bridges and of Cameron Johnson and probably some more in Devin Booker, but I just don't think that's enough. It'll be that that that's your core right there. You really need to have DeAndre Ayton as your your centerpiece. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. They may you know they did the sign and trade, may bring him in somebody else, but. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching the Phoenix Suns this year. It was a fun ride. Most wins in Suns franchise history. Good for Chris Paul. The legend continues for Point God, uh, franchise savior, Chris Paul. Now, one thing I will leave uh, leave this, this matchup on is, is Devin Booker anything without Chris Paul? We might find out sooner than later. You never know. We'll see. We'll see. All right, the semi or the finals, conference finals matchups. We have Warriors versus Dallas, and we have Boston versus Miami. Both series have been started. Boston and Miami game two was tonight. That series is tied at one apiece, and the Warriors took down the Grizzlies or the Dallas Mavericks quite convincingly last night in game one. Luca might have had a couple beers before the game. I'm not sure when that Twitter picture dropped. Who's who's <laughs> knowing? But uh, we'll go ahead and start with the Miami-Boston series since that one's already underway. I feel like coming in, this is a very similar to Miami's matchup with 76ers where I think top talent-wise, da- uh, Boston has more. But man, since I don't think I've seen Kyle Lowry play. Kyle Lowry hasn't played since the first round. Yeah, <laughs> like... Um, yeah, so there's, you know, Jimmy Butler's and kind of not doing it by himself, but you're getting some from Bam and you're getting some from Duncan Robert or from, some is a from, from, Bam. from Tyler Hero off the bench, but it's kind of just been Jimmy Butler. Um, they lost the first game the Celtics did. They had no Al Horford, no Marcus Smart. I believe both played tonight, if yes, not, or one of them. Did. So, you know, and it was a, it was a, again, another, blowout and so what kind of was game no game one was a little closer but uh well jimmy butler took him to the woodshed in the second yeah that's really how they they separated out which is and probably should be concerning for miami with not having two of the starting five for boston having them this round or this game i should say they they got also shit on their shit yeah Yeah. so i mean celtics came out hot came up fast and they didn't look back they were shooting 75 percent in the first half so maybe maybe a little fluke really you're not gonna see that you know those numbers will regress to the norm but i don't know it's it's one one it's yeah it's it's one one but boston did their job they took a game on miami's court all right, so you're right, right. The series, as Draymond Green said, the series doesn't start until you win it on somebody else's floor. So, series has started. Give me your prediction. What do you got? It's going over to Boston. I, I'm gonna go. I, I'm saying Boston in seven. I don't like it because Boston sports seven? don't don't need anything else. I I <laughs> do not like Boston sports. I really don't want to see a Boston Golden Golden State Finals because that's like worst case scenario for me. Um, yeah, but we're, yeah, but I, I think 
I think Boston just, it, I think it's star power, especially, not that Kyle Lowry moves the needle that much, but it's a, it's a full Kyle Lowry. It's, it's an upgrade Gotta be. over two undrafted players. Well, you, let's you be can't honest. Play Struess, yeah. Lowry, can you? Is it better than like Max Struess? I don't know. Ask Kyle Lowry would make it over um, Marcus Smart or Speedy PP, Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard, yes. Smart, no. Yeah. But I think that's mainly due to Lowry's experience. Yeah. Over Pritchard. Um, so I, I think Celtics are going to win this series. I think Tatum is just kind of, kind of coming into his own, and he's having this run through the playoffs where it's like. He's, he's looking pretty good. You know, you, you, got, you always good. look at who's got the best player in the series. And right now, I think it's Tatum. Really? And, yeah, I mean, Jimmy, don't worry, Jimmy Butler's playing really well, but I think at some point he's having to shoulder too much for the Heat. I think the Celtics are well, better, well, can focus. take a little more pressure off Tatum. I think. Okay. I, I just, I, I think it's going to get hard for Jimmy Butler to score in forty a, every game just to keep him in it. In a vacuum, who's the better player in these playoffs, <laughs> Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? One then two. That's tough because they've they've both played really well. And Butler's other teams. Yeah, and but I mean, I, I you know I think in a vacuum it, it looks like Butler just because of you know what the rest of the roster's done. But not having the stats in front of us too. We don't. We're, we're going off eye test here, people. This is the old fashioned way. I, it, it's tough because like Tatum won that set, that Buck series and. Damn Butler that. won the Sixers series, yeah, yeah. and I can't even remember what happened in the first round series. Well, the, uh, the Nets got swept, and uh, that's true. He absolutely trounced. Uh, who was that? I don't. Know. I, I can't. It's it's too hard to put. Jeez. If we call that a tie, then you go to two. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Jesus I mean, Christ. I don't. I, I just think as a whole, I think the Celtics. Top to bottom is better than the Heat, and I think that's just going to be a fact, be the deciding factor. I mean, the Heat can play their Heat ball and their defense and all that stuff, but I just think it's it's going to be a little too much. The Celtics are. We're all praying for Game Seven here. Yeah, I mean, at, yes, nothing at the better. yeah, at the very least. But I'm saying Celtics in seven. What are you saying? Celtics in seven. Okay. Um. So back to Boston. Yeah, back to Boston after a blowout on the Heat court. <clears throat> really disappointing performance from Bam this uh, this past game. He had an okay game first round. First he he, game, he but... needs to be a factor because he needs to win his matchup. Honestly, I can't. He I needs to win his matchup. Owned by Al Horford, man. Thirty-six year old yeah. Al Horford is owning this kid. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna man. I'm gonna say Celtics in Celtics in six. Um, I just think that Jason Tatum on his way up has more support, like you said. Jalen Brown, he may have his down games, he may have his up games, but when he's got again the support, J- uh, uh, Marcus Smart, not really having a lot of competition against uh, the point guards for the Miami Heat, even if. Kyle Lowry comes back, you know, my opinion on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Al Horford just sunning Bam out of bio, just like making him his illegitimate 
foster child who he's picked up from, you know, daycare to, to take down to uh, Chuck E. Cheese and, and take him on the uh, on, on the rides, you know? He's, he's just absolutely owning this guy. Yeah. Where the fuck is the playmaking big that we saw in the regular season? Yeah. I'm... I'm baffled. Yeah. Be aggressive, man. Let's go. Yeah, you should be able to beat an old Al Horford and old Daniel Tyson and less experienced Robert Williams. Let's be honest. Yeah, they need yeah. more out of him. They need more out of him. I mean, yeah, you got Hero off the bench. It's I, that's why I just don't think there's enough there. I'm I hoping. I'm hoping. I, it, Celtics and six. I'm hoping for for a game seven here because that's just the best. Yeah. Um. So. Shifting back over to the Warriors Mavericks, which, as Nathan said, Mavericks had fallen horrible in Game One yeah. to, the, uh, to the Warriors. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know what to think about this. I, it almost kind of feels like like the letdown match. Like we've all been, we people who've played sports, you you know, you've always been in the situation where. You play like your rival and you beat them in a big, highly intense, competitive, close match. And then your next game, especially if it's like relatively soon after, is kind of just a letdown. Yeah. Because you've, you've, you've spent so much energy and you're so focused on that game. And everything leading up to was that game. And now it's like, oh, I, we have this other game that we have to play. So I don't... You call it a schedule loss? Maybe. Maybe, but I, I'm not putting a hundred percent. Celtics lost their first game. Yeah, I'm not putting a ton, a ton of weight on this game, um, because of that potential factor. Because I think, yeah, they're professionals, but they're, that factor is still there. That was a game seven where the ma- I mean, they were up and they were, you know, they were all over the place. So. I'm putting a little more weight into that. I think game two is going to be a lot more telling. Um, I don't think the Mavs are necessarily in trouble if they go down 0-2. I mean, clearly that last series just told us that. And we've seen the Warriors be vulnerable. The Grizzlies, you know, without without John Morant, we're still, you know, Dominant. we're still able to function and score and really contest against the Warriors. So by no means do I think Dallas is out of this if they go down 0-2. Half because we saw it again, and half because I think the Warriors are vulnerable. I think they can have lapses in the, you know, godlike play that they play with sometimes, which is annoying to watch Steph Curry take double contested shots from the logo and walk away before it's even halfway to the basket and you just know well that's going in like it's you know i i i hope this series (laughs) i hope this series goes along um unfortunately i'm i think the warriors are going to win it i really don't want to see a warriors boston's finals i said but i think that's what's going to happen it's 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 looking i'm I'm saying i think it's going to be warriors and six Warriors and six. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put a little bit of faith in Luca here. I think Western Conference Finals. There, he's tapping. He's in a place he's never been before. I'm, I, and you know, not an original thought here. I'm getting some 07 LeBron vibes here, man. He's he's not gonna take the first this this first opportunity lightly. And if he's got to take 60 shots to get to get 30 <laughs> points and, and yeah. maybe. Make his way. <laughs> He's going to do it. He's going to put everything out there. He's going to try. And I'll also say this. They were getting shots. They were not going in on that first first game for the for the Mavericks. 
the Warriors' defense is not what it used to be. Especially and with Gary Payton out. Gary Payton out. Because he's a guy you could throw. You, I don't know if you would throw at – I don't know if Gary Payton would throw himself. at Luka, but you would 100% throw him at Jalen Brunson. Yep, yep. They took out their second option. That means Spencer Dinwiddie's got to step the fuck up. Clay Thompson's able to guard your ass. That should not be happening. Although they could probably trade uh, ACL stories on on how they were able to rehab. But sure. um, yeah, they they, they got to pick up pick up some slack here. Yeah, uh, I will go. Uh, I think it's going to go to a game seven. I think the the, the, the Mavericks don't know any other I way. Hope, I hope you're right. Um, and you know what? For for some. Opposition here. I'm going to go Mavericks in seven. Mavs in seven, giving us a Mavs trying to run back that 2011, 11, yeah, championship. Yeah, where it's a very similar esque team. One star and a bunch of role players who played their role well, beating teams who are arguably more talented. Because that's that's Jason what that Tyson Chandler, Jason Terry, yeah, and, you know, a couple but of like, guys who were good at basketball, good, but like Wade, Bosch, LeBron. Fair, fair. But hey. I know Nowitzki's a first ball all famer and Jason gets probably there too. Yeah, I'm saying I think we could just be seeing the same thing ten years later. Ten years later. Right? Right? You never know. Alright, well we got we got our matchups. We we've we've gone through it. We know what we want. We know what we're we're watching. Tomorrow night gonna be the Mavericks Golden State game two. Um Looking forward to that one. I think we should uh, we should get back together here soon, and uh, and and bring it together for probably game. Hopefully, make it to game seven. I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. So you know, as long as at the end of the day, it's just let's just let's see some Send good series. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You know how long the summer is when it's just baseball. Just. I know if people love baseball, then good for you. But like, oh my God, how did you get into baseball when there? I mean, and that's gonna do it for us here. Until next time, 182 games, 182.